<laughs> so we're bringing it back. Intro yep. in, intro music. Hey, welcome to How I Learned to Stop Worrying and Love the Bomb, a podcast all about performers' worst nightmares. I'm one of your hosts, Lauren Hutton. With me as always... I'm Luke Fagenbush. And we've got a guest in-house. It's Allison. Stop! Say hi. Hi. I'm Allison. Who are you in a nutshell? Um, comedian, epidemiologist. Wait, um, what? How did that not come up? What's or an epidemiologist in a, in a nutshell? <laughs> it's like the study of how diseases are distributed. Hmm. So you have to come back so we can talk about that. We don't Sit. talk about that during the podcast, <laughs> but we have a rip-roaring good time, I'll tell you that. I don't have a bomb about epidemiology. Yeah, if, if you bad. bombed during fired. that, <laughs> most of you would be dead. <laughs> yeah, COVID, that was me. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Sorry! <laughs> Enjoy the episode! <laughs> Can you hear yourself in your headphones and everything? Yeah, I can. Sweet! Cool! It's a podcast. (laughs) How's my mic, though? How's my mic doing? You're always good. I I don't think so. (laughs) I I think you constantly tell me to get closer to the mic. Uh, I think you are going back to the past uh, because there was a time when you weren't good at, at... microphone etiquette was that last mm. week when uh, you <laughs> <laughs> physically pushed you closer to the table on my birthday <laughs> of all days i'm 30 years old what now a kind gift. <laughs> my co-host is just pushing me into the microphone while i'm trying to have a good time mm. that's not the only rude thing i did to you for your birthday did we did we talk on the that podcast terrible <laughs> <laughs> I just want to lay the groundwork. You got me a very nice gift. (laughs) I feel like this is like the epitome of the 30 year gift. It's just multiple bad gifts. Yeah. Just, just pushing you into a microphone and yeah. What other rude thing did you do to me? I can't even, I just diminished your birthday at the mic when I said it's everyone's birthday. (laughs) You were at that mic. Yeah. I was there. Yeah. Yeah. I witnessed the the hate crime. It was uh, Oddfellows, (laughs) Justin, and Cece's mic. It's Oddfellows, right? Yeah. Okay. I think that's what it's called. I thought you were doing that at Millions for some reason, but nope. (laughs) No, we're not plugging my seven-year-old mic that <laughs> second and or third longest running open mic in the city baby who knows we're gonna keep going <laughs> see we're gonna fuck around and find out <laughs> have you ever like gotten the gumption to start a show or have you done that and i wasn't paying attention no no i've never ran a show myself nor do i really have the desire to at this point oh it's terrible i know i should at some point but it's just like I feel like I just have to get like the basics of stand up before yeah. actually trying to do like promoter, more managerial things. Yeah. I mean, if you're doing showcases and just keep doing that and maybe don't even have to start a show, but it is like steady money. This is like 20 bucks in your pocket a week. You I feel like, like it's something you have to do at some point. Like maybe I'm wrong about that, but it's a different who feel knows when you it's have your to show do. and you you're kind of pressured to bring new material every week. At least I am in my head because mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, I did that at the last <laughs> whatever. And then you kind of learn hosting better because there's a lot to just going up there and saying somebody's name and getting more comfortable on stage. And my voice yeah. still cracks every other call. <laughs> <laughs> That's just your baseline, man. You just need to yeah. be the voice cracking comic and then it'll be fine. Yeah. That would be a... That sounds like an awful brand to have, honestly. <laughs> it's the thing that Sam Kennison started out on and then took it like 18 steps further. <laughs> you, it, are you bringing up Sam Kennison because he was on our TV earlier? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Just pulling from the past. Mm-hmm. How familiar with Kennison are you, Allison? Are you... Uh, Privy to the yelling, angry uh, Southern Baptist style comedian. Um, I am a little bit just being raised Southern Baptist. Um, I can't remember. There was this one comic that my dad loved, and he had this catchphrase, and it was "Put a helmet on." 
what <laughs> yeah i don't i don't remember who Hell this yeah. was what but yeah he was like obsessive about him he saw him at like a uh like a southern baptist convention for like men i don't know if you're familiar at all yeah but, male um, bonding kind of we love jesus yeah. together in a manly way right, let's start yeah. a fire for christ <laughs> yeah, yeah it was kind of like that um but he brought that home and so yeah but, I, but similar vibe to what you're describing Oh my goodness. The the idea of like Christian specific comedians. I don't mean like some friends of ours that are identifying well, as Christians in a secular comedian world. I mean yeah. the people that are only performing in sanctuaries. Mm-hmm. Sam Kennison wasn't that. I believe he renounced God he and did. Yeah. embraced the ways of the devil. But he kept the fire and brimstone. That yes. was yeah. <laughs> He took some notes from God's book. <laughs> It was weird that you say the thing about dads because the reason I'm familiar with Sam Kinison is he's one of the three or four comedians that my dad showed me. And it's probably why I do comedy. He, he would show me like um, Mitch Hedberg so lucky. and Norm MacDonald. So and then lucky. that bit that you played earlier about we don't need to give people food in the desert. We need to just show up with U-Hauls and tell them nothing grows here. <laughs> yeah, That was where the bit food. he showed me. That's wild, dude. That's very wild. Do either of you know who Mark Lowry is? That name rings a bell. The name is familiar, yeah, but no, I don't. Uh, You were raised Southern Baptist, so you're familiar Mm -hmm. with the Gaither vocal band, I'm sure. No, I'm not. What? Am I wrong? Is that not a Southern Baptist thing? Wait, say it again. The Gaither vocal band? Uh, Bill Gaither and... uh, the gospel singers no no I god don't damn it i just wanted to relate to someone for once and not have a weird fucked up history <laughs> nothing about me is normal parts of virginia deep in the bible belt where all kinds of people would relate to you oh so just like i need the the people in the desert need to move where there's food i need to move where everyone else banjos was my friend's mom <laughs> deliverance my mom's friend burt reynolds so you guys kind of have heard of Mark Lowry. Yeah. There's an edit point. <laughs> that was the only comedian that I was like shown as a child. It was like, this is, mm-hmm. this is the only example of how to be funny for God. Was he? He was hilarious. He cracked me the fuck up. But uh, it was, uh, I mean, I was nine. I didn't have any kind of a metric for what was really funny. He would like spoof other gospel singers' songs like Weird Al. Mm, uh, um, yeah, if you want to get like 3D chess into a niche market. <laughs> I am actually, I have to look this person up later. <laughs> because Weird Al was a big part of my childhood. Should we look that up later and see if it, because. I, I don't want to spoil anything. I thought Master of Disguise was funny when I was nine. And I went back and that did not hold up. <laughs> <laughs> so true, dude. Oh my God. I watched Master of Disguise on repeat as a kid. That was one of my obsession movies. It was one of my sick movies. Like uh, when I would get mm. sick, my mom would go to blockbuster and just grab three or four movies and so there was this one time i was like feverish and in and out of lucidity and master of disguise was playing over and over in the background (laughs) oh my god i can't imagine having fever dreams while that's on that's nuts it is a fever dream exactly you don't really need to fill in the blanks there what movies have you watched recently that that just oh god this is not what it was when i was younger oh god um I'm honestly not a huge movie person. I think the last movie I watched that I watched in childhood that actually really stood up to what, how it was was um, Emperor's New Groove. Oh, so, yeah, it's classic. Just test of time. It absolutely did. Yeah. Oh, wait, actually, there was a movie I rewatched like a year ago. It was called um, The Brave Little Toaster. Oh, yes. no. Does it not yeah. hold up? I saw. No, it don't was, break my it heart. Was, yeah, it did not. I'm sorry. Another I watched childhood Brave Little popped. Toaster goes to Mars a lot. <laughs> Never yeah. saw the first one. Just yeah, <laughs> I'm just like talking toaster. He's got friends. Got it. Taking don't need space. the first movie. <laughs> I don't need to see how these relationships were formed. I want to watch them jump the shark They're immediately. Friends. The the AC already died. <laughs> I think that was a dark part of the first movie. Wasn't there like an AC unit who or a furnace or something who just died? dies in the first 10 minutes of the movie i think so yeah yeah that movie is also why i was afraid to vacuum yeah the vacuum cleaner is a horrifying character 
I, I was afraid that I was going to make the vacuum eat its own cord and that uh, it would make the house fall down somehow. That mm. Those were the dots I was connecting in my head as a kid. Like, this is going to ruin everything. So I just didn't. There ever. was um, a Scooby-Doo movie. And when they did the movie, they just did away with all the hijinks. And the premise was, nope, there are actually werewolves. That's the thing. And it made me afraid to go outside. I think I maybe remember that one, too. Wait, wait, wait. This is like a canon Scooby-Doo movie? Yeah, it was the same art style. Why would they do that? It was like 80s, 90s, but they were just like, yep, they're werewolves. (laughs) You can tug on his face skin as much as you want. He's going to still be a werewolf till the moon goes down. Hey, kids, you know that one true fact about this show that you've always had growing up? You can always take the mask off. Whoopsie, we just undid that. Welcome to being terrified. This is anxiety. (laughs) I never... I didn't think of you as like a Southern Baptist type background having person. That's a sentence, right? Mm. It was almost a question, but I think it was yeah. a sentence. You landed on station. <laughs> Respond. I, <did>. <laughs> <laughs> um, I can confirm your declaration. I did have a, a yeah, very so conservative where, where, where Southern Baptist. Um, I'm from Florence, Kentucky originally. Um, I grew up there. I went to Ryle High School. Oh, no way. I went to Boone. We were rivals. Fuck you. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I knew like, like, <laughs> All my church friends went to Simon Kenton, and I didn't know much about Boone, mm-hmm. and I didn't care about sports. So I don't know like all the different high schools. but Yeah. Well, all my friends went to Ryle because I went to church and Union where Ryle was. Oh, so. okay. Yeah, I was living in like Walton. And then the school was in Union, and Florence was where our mall was, and they were famous for the water tower. Have you heard of that water tower? <laughs> I, Anyone I, who doesn't I live in Florence. A, I, I'm not, what water tower? There's a full minor league baseball team dedicated to the water tower. There was a play. That's news. There what? There was a playpen <laughs> yeah. in the Florence mall, and outside of the mall, they had a water tower it used to say Florence Mall. It was a conflict of interest because it's a public thing. Everyone who's mentioned Florence and lived there has told this to someone who doesn't care, and now you're part of the club. Congratulations. <laughs> they said Florence Mall. They're like, that's not allowed. And they're like, oh, well, we're just going to paint over the M and replace it with a Y so it says Florence, y'all. And that's what everyone knows us for, yeah. being a bunch of hicks. And so when the mall like redid their dumb thing, they made the kids a playpen to have the Florence, y'all water tower inside it. Like a, like, like a little rubbery, foamy <laughs> one that you could climb up inside with a mammoth because we're by Big Bone Lick State <laughs> yeah. Park, which whose shirt yeah. Mac wears in It's Always Sunny. It's a I very... I have noticed that too, yeah, <laughs> when I saw that. Well, he has shirts from like... I'm pretty sure they just raid a Goodwill before they... Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's what happens. But, but yeah, Florence, like, they, like, they took the lore to a whole new level. Like, mm. they just really... And like then, delved into everything Florence at the mall. I thought I was like doing okay because most of my family's from like Tennessee, like yeah. Dyersburg. By by doing okay, <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> I, I was like, my half of my family calls me a yank. I'm not like a dumb hick. And then like 15 minutes away, we had a town called Rabbit Hash, where either a dog or a pig is a mayor. Depending on the year, depending on the election, were they some blue or red? (laughs) Which animal represents what party? Oh, it's they're all speciesist. Yeah, is it 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 depends on the candidate to choose their issues? You know, it's there can be a red pig or a blue pig. They're pretty apolitical, I will say, considering that they're animals. It's mostly <laughs> corn-based opinions, yeah. to be honest. <laughs> the town is self-governing, basically, is what we're saying. That's, that's like the most insane stuff. I didn't know that Florence was like that, and I don't live that far away. It's really not, but it's surrounded by stuff that really is. Yeah. Like, was Florence that your experience like with it? the definition of a suburb, I would say. Yeah. It's just like convenience... It's like a big shopping center. Lots of like my neighborhood I grew up in. It's like actually a labyrinth. Like you look at it on the map and it's just a suburb that is like four miles in diameter. It's insane. Jesus. Wait, what suburb was that? I may have trick or treated there. It was called Oak Brook. 
No, no, not close. It comes enough. up as a city on the map, even though it is <laughs> really? <not>. Yeah. <laughs> Holy cow! Yeah, I don't. I, the concept of of a subdivision being laid out like a literal maze gives me the most heebie-jeebies. Because uh, it's like they're designing it so you can't get out, and that's terrifying. Why? But you got out, right? I did, yeah. Tell us when all I, about when that. When I 20 minutes away. <laughs> right, I just learned to drive, and it was very accommodating for me to get out. <laughs> uh, so do you still attend a Southern Baptist church, or has that been a pivot in your life? Oh, no, I'm, like, basically an atheist at this point. Why basically? I'm well, so I'm an agnostic. Okay, is what I'm saying, but I really err on the side Less of less confident atheist. Right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So the the non confidence that is the Southern Baptist in me, <laughs> but I don't necessarily believe in a higher power. Yeah, anymore. yeah. But that little room, just because, like, you never know. Yeah, just the just the trauma of it all. You can't <laughs> let that go. When did entirely. that happen for you? Like, was that like a high school thing or, uh, um, I don't really have like a, there's not really a timeline where just like one day I decided I wasn't anymore. Yeah. It was kind of like a gradual process yeah. of just like, but yeah, I just kind of realized one day I'm like, Oh yeah, I'm not really afraid of hell anymore. So I guess I'm like not a Christian what anymore. An interesting epiphany. Yeah. It's like, definitely. oh, I'm not scared of that ghost story I've been told my entire life. Because that was the only thing really keeping me in it. Because I was, even when I was a kid, I just was not a spiritual child. Yeah. And so, like, I remember I got baptized when I was, like, six because I just knew I had to do it at some point. But, <laughs> yeah. like, I didn't have, like, a come-to-God moment. <laughs> like, I never did. I never understood when people felt, like, the presence of God. I was just like, what is that? I don't know. Yeah, and it's not just, that people don't have that. That's just not something I ever experienced. Spending a lot of time being like, I hope this is it, because apparently if it's not, I go to hell. Like, <laughs> that was basically. Why is everyone point. making a real big deal out of their oh. goosebumps? I, <laughs> like, I'm just cold. <laughs> they, they pumped the AC way up. <laughs> we got the power of Christ in here, set to 69. Amen. As soon as he hits that sacred chord, we're going down to 48. Then we pass the collection plates. That's our game. Plan. <laughs> you know, y'all, we got to get that furnace fixed. Do you feel the chill in here, right? No, no, no. Drop it another three degrees. <laughs> send, I, it, send the plate around again. I always got like, short like $100. obsessed with the idea of eternity. And then I remember thinking like... Doing acid with you, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like even as a kid, I, I thought like, but wait, if you go to heaven and it's forever... You can't enjoy that forever. Oh, whoa. And if you go to hell and that's forever, it can't be torment forever. How young were you thinking that? Eight to ten. You're shitting me. Wow. Yeah. But that was like the first part where, and then I was like, oh yeah, if I fast forward to high school, if I got my girlfriend pregnant, I would for sure have an abortion. <laughs> that was the <laughs> second thing. So there was a space. <laughs> Holy shit, dude. Um, I've known you for a long time, and you just like explained a lot about the way your mind works. That you were having huge thoughts that young. Were you thinking about things that big when you were eight, nine, ten years old? Yeah, but it was more like... Oh, okay. Like I'm still would, the weird one. I would think about it, but then I'd be like, but luckily God's going to handle that, and I don't have to really worry about that. Like, it was, Oh, man. It was the day after I got sick and saw Master of Disguise. I'm like, wait, if this is eternity... <laughs> <laughs> oh Holy crap. I, I I was not thinking about those sorts of things at that age. I wasn't thinking about anything at that age. I was literally just like, oh, this is cool, or it's not. Very, very much just in the moment. Elevator music. <laughs> yeah, 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 very much so. I also stared so. at the sun, and that's why I wear glasses. That's You're a bit too curious. Yeah. When you say stare... I rem I have a very specific memory of being in like my preschool... When I was still in Georgia, so this is pre-second grade, and being in a churchy like preschool class and being led into the chapel and then looking up at the sun i'm like huh if you do this long enough you can kind of see the sun and it doesn't hurt anymore like 
And then the teacher being like, oh, no, don't do that. <laughs> That's so weird. Did, is that why you wear glasses? You stared oh, at the no, sun just, too long? Just astigmatism. And <laughs> a more reasonable reason. <laughs> it's just not being dumb when you're Imagining you as like a little girl with glasses being like this absolute fucking moron <laughs> wear glasses and I didn't even fuck up and wear them. How dare he? <laughs> oh God. I, I I don't know. I stared at the sun. I did the same thing. I stared till it didn't hurt anymore. Like more than once. Yeah. Oh, and you don't have glasses. No, well, I used what to. Brag. Um, oh, okay. I don't know why I was given them, to be honest. Uh, I've I've always had fine vision and then one day they were just like no no no, yeah you need these and i was like i don't though <laughs> yeah i think that they weren't calculating that i was reading for like four hours a day and they were like why do you get headaches when you read and i was like i don't know mm. maybe it's because you're doing it for a third of the time you're awake <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> were you a big reader as a child I was not a big reader when I was a kid. No movies, have... no books. What are you into, Allison? Um, well, I mean, as a kid, I mean, I really liked playing outside. Or I liked playing Animal Crossing. Or ah, Nintendo Dogs. Okay. Or, oh, I remember. An in- I used yeah, to steal that DS. from my sister all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was... that was a DS game, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. It was God. like one of the first ones, I think, um... Yeah, it was so fun. I was actually just talking about this the other day because I was comparing it to a Tamagotchi. It's that close? Well, no. Oh, okay. Very different (laughs) graphics are much. Because I also had a Tamagotchi growing up, and that was like the most traumatizing experience because like it actually dies if you don't take care of it. Wait, for real? Yeah. And it would like keep me up at night to like take care of it. That makes me really sad. Yeah. But with Nintendogs, it's like, yeah, you could be negligent of your dogs for two months but they'll just run away they don't die oh that's you know? much so, better like, programming right yeah. even though it would make sense if they died but they don't you can at least envision a happier life for them with someone that's not going to digitally neglect them. right it was someone who's not there is 11 actual <laughs> anime, if if i'm remembering it correctly there's actual animated shit for you to clean up for the nintendogs there was yeah yeah, that was a Tamagotchi thing too. Mm-hmm. Little pixel blocks. Yeah, little yeah. little poop. I remember having an alien one. Uh-huh. Yeah. So if your Tamagotchi died, do you just have a useless, empty Tamagotchi like game? <laughs> no. so like, buy a new one. one. That would be so harrowing. The landfills are full of dead Tamagotchi. Oh, you you have a gravesite. That's what that is. <laughs> Tamagotchi, now a tombstone. (laughs) No, I think it would die and then it would turn into a ghost and then you could choose to like restart the game. Oh my god, you're right. That's right. Oh shit. Yeah. Oh fuck, that's right. Yeah, I killed an alien so many times. That's video gaming integrity right there. Yeah, you want replay value in your keychain games. But you also need to learn consequences. The the type of people that Tamagotchi were like marketed to, I don't feel like they were trying to teach responsibility. Cause like most of them weren't like they had to make a boy version. Do you guys remember that? It was like little tiny monsters and they were in like a weird monster egg thing. I remember the commercials. Mm-hmm. I never had one. I just Yeah. I just I don't know. The monster ones didn't die though. They got eaten. Oh. Oh, they were nourishment for your next thing. (laughs) Interesting. Yeah. Damn. And that was like marketed to boys. Yeah. Violence always is. Oh, well, well, in the 90s, at least. That makes sense. So your (laughs) animal just gets bigger and bigger. Eventually, uh, we might not be recording video anymore. Who knows? Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's definitely a screensaver situation yeah but uh just so you know uh we are working on a few surprises for the patreon it might work it might not we'll see uh but you guys might get to see who mark lowry is (laughs) if it turns out yeah also luke i don't want to spoil anything but uh there's also a surprise for you in this episode really yeah um 
Go after. ahead and reach up and pull. I don't know if you know uh, your birthday present came. What? Yeah, it's on the wall. Um, you kind of figured out what it was, that it was something for the pot. Oh, you're going to want to pull the thumbtack. Uh, okay, okay. Yeah, okay. just go ahead and pull that and do a nice Aww. reveal. I was very rude to you when you came to get thumbtacks because you ran into the living room. And you were like, Tori, I need thumbtacks. <laughs> and then he ran out and I'm like, Hi, Lauren. How was your day? <laughs> <laughs> he was when you were working on my birthday present. <laughs> yeah, I was literally hanging something on the wall for you. Why don't you go ahead and uh, pull that off and uh, reveal a new thing. It's kind of for the podcast. It's kind of for both of us. It's a new sign. That's very nice. Oh, wow. Yep. I love that. I was expecting that to be way bigger just uh, based on <laughs> the size of the blanket. <laughs> you, uh, my wife commissioned someone to make this. Uh, she did. We're going to get a quick shot of it real fast just because it's not actually on screen. But uh, yeah, there's yeah. the sign for the podcast. It's very everybody. nice. I like uh, how it's reflective and it's not like tacky because you scribbled out the little mm-hmm. little receipt there. Yeah, I, I marked yeah. that off. That's pretty cool. So that it's no longer um, the back of whatever so it was before. You remember at Oddfellows, <laughs> I'm pretty big into my birthday. You are? Yeah. Um, yeah. So at Oddfellows, when you were saying that it doesn't matter if it's any one person's birthday because it's kind of everyone's birthday yeah yeah yeah, i remember and i texted you mid-set and said i will never forgive you for this yeah i'm just gonna resend that message (laughs) (laughs) hey buddy what Actual <gasps> reveal. Happy birthday. Oh my god. Oh my god. It's it's not even like the burnable type. Nah, dog. Like she she did write. Um, if you want to plug it in, the cord is plugged in down there. Oh, that is so hold cool. On, on. Wait, is it upside down? Uh, I think it's kind down. of universal-ish because they have oh, holes I on it everywhere. This is so cool. Wait, how did you get this done? You'll have to ask Tori. It's like an Etsy situation. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah! God damn, that looks fucking That's cool. That's so cool. Yeah, she killed it. I feel like it's flipped around the other Because the heart's upside down. Oh, that's a very valid point. I don't know. I kind of like it like that. Oh, yeah, I do too. It's the one place they didn't put... Well, we can put the holes here. I see it. See it that way? Or we could, like, tilt it like that. Oh, ah, yeah. Bro, the world's our oyster. That is so cool. But, yeah. That's oh, my amazing. God. That's such a... Oh, no. Will it lean? Oh, no. The, the drink it's spilled. It's, it's good. I think it's it was, good. I think it was Everything empty. is good. Yeah. I'm going to... Yeah. So that'll be hung up at some point. That's really uh, cool. Dear God, turn it off. It's so bright. I feel blue now. Oh, just unplug it. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Cool things for the podcast. Well yeah. Back to Allison. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, enough about Luke's birthday. Yeah, it's <laughs> over. Luke week was so long. <laughs> I think I soaked some of your blanket in uh, vodka and curacao. You mean the blanket that is the tablecloth that is an Afghan that is also apparently Rastafarian? Yes. Uh, it's been soaked in worse things, dog. You're fine. Oh, God, no. <laughs> Good thing it's being used as a tablecloth right No, now. I meant cheaper liquors. Jesus. Whoa. Whoa. Well, if it's also a blanket, you know, there's just... It's never once been used as a blanket. Okay. It's only ever been used as a tablecloth. Oh, okay. I think uh, I remember that. Various yeah. Stages in your life. Yeah, it was made for me as a blanket uh, at a time when I was already longer than it is. So it's not re- like I'm not a small blanket person. Are you? Are you the type of person that'll just take a blanket that's only four by four and wrap their legs uh, up in a couch and be all cozy? If I have to, I will. But Fuck I don't small want blankets. To. Am I right? Yeah. Fuck who, small blankets. Who likes that though? Like I would love to tall. know. We need tall representation for the blank from the blanket making community. <laughs> I agree. Do we? I think so. I think we're underprivileged. <laughs> yeah, the underprivileged tall. <laughs> yeah. 
guess you could just double up on blankets. Ridiculous. <laughs> Spending <laughs> twice the money in our blanket budget. You sleep with your feet out of the blanket, which I find when super bizarre. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's only a warm thing. Yeah, well, this weather? Forget about it. Are you? A My tootsies are right <laughs> in there. I tried to get off of you before you said tootsies. So are, are you are you a feet in or a feet out person? Because this is like this is bothering me that some people leave their feet exposed at night. Yeah, I'm a feet out a feet in person. All times or even just like yeah, is all it, times. See, yeah. you're a crazy person. Someone is going to lop your feet yeah. off in the night. Yeah, I'm really everything. What? <laughs> you're crazy. Do you go full burrito? Um. No, I'll just <laughs> see. I like when the I like when the sheet and the blankets are tucked in under That's my nice. mattress. Really, I like, like you like that hotel sugness? Yeah, yeah. Oh, like I no. think I would really like a weighted blanket. Have you never tried one? No, I haven't. I they're suffocating. Uh, <laughs> see, but I think I would like that. Right, based so, on everything that you've said. Yeah, yeah. you should definitely Safe. get one because everyone that like they work for, it's amazing. What you just described gave me anxiety. Just the sheets and the everything tucked in. The moment I get into any hotel room, I undo that even if I'm not staying there. <laughs> you just make extra work. <laughs> I write a note and apologize to the staff. I leave a tip. Uh, I leave them uh, good life advice and uh, stock change. I, anything I can do for them, really. <laughs> I just remember the last time I stayed in a hotel. It was one of the worst. Uh, when's the last time oh, you yeah. were in a hotel? And was it a good experience or was it like, why am I here? Um, last time I was in a hotel, I was in Nashville for a wedding. And okay. it, was, it was a decent experience. Yeah, it was fine. That's, that's probably yeah, the best I feel like that's outcome. Typically, it. I did have a really terrible hotel experience once, though. Um, New kind of bomb. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah it, it needed to be bombed. Need to for get bed Jeremy bugs, Johnston up on <laughs> for it. sure. For yeah. real? And well, okay. So um, I was in Atlantic City, New Jersey, which is. The worst place I've ever been. I'm not even kidding. Like, Springsteen has as a, soon as we got in, I was like, not a glowing review. Yeah, <laughs> I would have place. to agree. Yeah, like as soon as I, I mean, we just, I walked around there for like an hour, and I was like, this is the worst place I've ever been in my life. Like, it was like if Gatlinburg and Las Vegas and, um, like underground just like what <laughs> just like the worst places just murlocs and mole people yeah, and just, <laughs> like yeah just terrible um but yeah so um the person i was dating at the time um loved to gamble and uh, he had okay. um he like they'll basically they'll be like okay you can stay in the hotel for free because they right. just like know that you'll gamble yeah and so we stayed at um it was like Caesar's Palace or something. It was like it looked super nice, but the first place that we went into, I like I was taking a nap and I was just like, I am getting bit by something. Oh no. And oh. so it was definitely bed bugs. And so we like switched our room and it was fine. But bed did, bugs like Did you have to burn everything or we checked all of our clothes, like even like within like the crannies of like our suitcases yeah, and everything. Yeah. Idea. I mean, I noticed it like pretty much immediately. So okay. that's lucky. Uh, yeah. Have, 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 That'll fuck up your life. <laughs> oh yeah. Bugs? It's yeah. really, nah, man, it, I'm them. terrified of it. Are you really? Yeah. You know, I've had them like five times. They're hard to get rid of though. They are. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I probably yeah, just you always had, had like a pizza. <laughs> Apparently you had a pizza oven that baked away mattress stuff yeah yeah that still exists it's still yeah. there it's the, i guess i'm less careful about them because i have a resource to take yeah. care you of them easily stuff in this huge whatever it is santa's got his ways it's my what? dad i'm sorry oh. <laughs> <laughs> this just got yeah if, if you do more listen to like to the last three that. episodes i have to stop doing that <laughs> People oh. think I'm insane. I just keep calling Santa my dad. Okay, you are a very funny comedian, and you haven't talked about any of that, and I'm mad. And, uh, so, uh, when did you start doing comedy? Um, when, it was before you moved here, right? Yeah, my because... timeline is kind of weird, because I started in the summer of 2019, but I was living in Chicago at the time. Oh. That's right. I remember yeah. I talked to you for the first time at Chameleon, and mm -hmm. then you're like, oh, I'm from Chicago. I'm like, oh, a Chicago comment. Yeah, I was 
in the comedy scene, but I'm from around here. Okay. okay. But I was in grad school at the time. And so I, um, yeah, and actually this might be a newer thing, but I got into it because, um, I knew people that did improv and like in Chicago, like if you want to do improv at like second city or IO, like if you want to get onto their teams where they're doing shows, you have to basically take their classes. Right. And so not knowing anything about the performance space, I was like, okay, I guess I have to take a class to do stand up because that's what I <laughs> wanted to do. You're already in school and you're like, I want to be funny and I go back to school. <laughs> well, I was, I mean, really, that's just how I knew how to do things. Like I was just so like ensconced in the world of academics that I was like, yeah, if you want to do something, I have to take a class. <laughs> of course. And yeah. I just thought it was like, oh yeah, stand up comedians, they have a degree in stand up comedy. <laughs> <laughs> I just had no idea. Yeah. Um, John Wick, he has that certificate that tells him he can kick ass. Right, he is a trained assassin. That's how he got the role. I love the idea of like accredited comedian in that way. They went to an accredited academy and they are an accredited right. comedian. They're oh, just bombing and they're like, guys, have you seen my credentials? <laughs> Triple majored in comedy. <laughs> Graduated top of their class. Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. Make a dumb cum joke with a magnum, whatever. Magna that's, cum laude. That's why they were 4.0. <laughs> so they made that Dean's oh, list. God, yeah. The commencement speech had to go crazy. <laughs> they're lighting them in the back. <laughs> oh, God. They don't yeah. play you off. You just get the light. <laughs> Everyone's oh just riffing as they go across walk. the stage. The whole room walked. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> so how oh. did improv class go for you? So it was a stand-up class. That okay, I, took. I, I didn't know um, they had like stand-up specific classes for Oh, they've done stuff like, like that here in Cincy. Mm, well, see, I yeah, mean I didn't like know that. Second City and Improv place i didn't know that they oh. yeah they have because the they also have like thing. a sketch class they also have like a directing producing class like pretty much every avenue okay. that you would want to go through in like entertainment they have um but i took a class through the lincoln lodge which is like a smaller i do um, like that production yeah because i mean classes at second city or io theater are like four hundred dollars for six weeks but this one Damn. was I think 175 for seven. And so that's, that's what better. I did. Still yeah. Not yeah. Cheap. <laughs> no, yeah, it still wasn't. I went to their open mic and it um there was something weird with the temperature in the room and it was all comics. Uh the shows were better there, I hear. Yeah. Did, was it when they had built the new theater or was it the one in Andersonville? I think Anderson it was the one where there's like seven showrooms. Maybe okay. they both have seven showrooms. I don't, I've just never been to the new one, which was built in 2020. Okay. Um, so the but yeah. temperature was weird? Like, the thermostat was broken? I went last winter, and we went in, and the room was just, like, freezing cold. What? And it wasn't great. It Just the experience of that open mic was, like... I saw Stavros Halkius. I was like, oh, you're Stavros Halkius. He was like, yup. And then I went and did a shitty open mic. In <laughs> 10 out yeah. of 10. Would recommend. That sums it up. <laughs> that, was, that was my Chicago night. <laughs> so you but, took a seven week course and yeah. they covered, I mean, what was the first day like? What, what was the, what was on the syllabus? Um, the first day was really just like getting to know the other, cause it was like a women's led class for women and so oh, it's just okay. kind of like introducing yourself and gotcha. meet and greet situation and also just like what is a joke and yeah. like what is what are the terminology terminologies used in this um so it was very like like very elementary yeah. in the terms of like the history of stand-up and stuff but okay. as the like Class, because it was just like once a week as the okay. classes progressed, though, it really just resembled like a really intense feedback mic. Because, okay. like, so it'd be like, okay, here's what a joke is, here's what people write jokes about, pick things that resonate with you, and go right. write five minutes of jokes. And then every week since then, we would just bring the five minutes, do the five minutes, everyone would take various notes, and then they would give you feedback about like what they noticed, meaning either like what like the mechanisms in which a joke worked 
or like, oh, maybe you could take the joke this direction or I liked what you did here or like I didn't understand the setup for this joke. So it was like. That kind of is just hitting open mics a little bit. Like if you got a supportive group. Yeah, I mean. Although, did you hit open mics before you went there or was that your first experience with comedy? That was my first experience, but like on the first day. So you learned to appreciate that there were all women there instead of going there and being like oh thank god it's not full of creeps oh i mean if if i were to have just done an open mic the first open mic i did in chicago was called um cole's mic and it's like a big mic in chicago on wednesdays okay and it's at the time it was like you went to sign up at 5 30 and then the show started at like 7 30 and then i didn't go up until like 12 30 a.m because i was like 45 or something (laughs) And yeah, of course I mic. just like bombed my ass off. But like if I didn't know that the expectations going in were to be like, you're new, you're going to suck, yeah. and you're going to bomb, then I probably would have never gone back. Okay. But so taking the class did keep those expectations like low. The class was useful for you. It was. It's not something I would necessarily recommend unless you're like completely new, have no idea where to start. <laughs> what is laugh? Take yeah. class. Yeah. <laughs> that's basically, yeah, that's it. <laughs> just someone who sits down in a, a class and they're like, I've never laughed before in my life. <laughs> <laughs> you have to take a different class first. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think you need to go to therapy if you've never laughed in your life. <laughs> my child looked up to me and he made a noise. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't know how to feel. <laughs> <laughs> So then I decided to do open mic comedy. (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, so you did have like a proper perspective of it's going to be terrible. Yes. I'm new. You know, did you get any sort of a reaction that gave you any sort of positive notion on that first open mic? Or was it just, you know, all right, well, chalk that up to everything they told me about it being bad in class. Oh, yeah, it was definitely that. Gotcha. I mean, okay. like, and it was so late, too, that it's just like no one's even paying attention. Like, yeah. Yeah. everyone's just waiting to do their spot and, like, dip out. How many people were after you if you were 45th? I mean, there were, like, 60 spots on the list. Ugh. I don't know <laughs> how. I mean, honestly, there were probably 60 people. That That's that so Because like, there were still, like, a th- like quite a few people Damn. in the audience. I'm but. just imagining Chameleon if John Holmes went up after the last person and he's like, "Man, we're halfway through. Yeah, Let's dude. go." Wild. Like I, I no one who has the stamina to host a show for sixty comedians. Oh, it was like a double header. Like yeah. two people were hosting it. Uh, you need four. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> you honestly. split millions, and like that's how many times are is the list over thirty people about every other week, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Sure, Lauren. Sure. Second, third, or seventh longest running mic in the city. <laughs> it's about once a month every time we had the mic. <laughs> so how long were you doing stand-up in Chicago before you came back to do it here in Cincinnati? So I did it really inconsistently until probably February of 2020. And then I was like, okay, I really need to focus on school. I'm almost done. And then I can start doing it again. And then the pandemic happened. And so I basically didn't do anything all of 2020. And then at the beginning of 2021, I moved back home, but I wasn't doing standup. I was like writing like satire instead. And I really like, I like, it was in the back of my mind to go back, but I was like, you know, it was so hard to like bring myself to go to the mics in Chicago that I was like, I don't really want to like start over in like a new scene, even though I was not integrated at all into the other one. Um, but then I, I went to see a comic at go bananas that I really liked and it happened to be on a Sunday. And then, so after the show, they had the Sunday circus. No kidding. And so they were like, Oh, we actually, because I like had mentioned to the headliner that I had like done stand up before, and they're like, "Oh, well, we're doing a mic uh, here if you want to do that." And I was like, "Okay," 
And so, well, actually, I said no. I went to my car, and then I was, like, scrolling through my phone. I was like, okay, I have some shit I could say. And then I went back in. We have a mic. No, 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 I'm good. And it's like, well, actually, I think. (laughs) That was very much me starting out comedy. (laughs) She's like, no, I could never. (laughs) And I wait three months and do one more. (laughs) Yeah, right. Oh, my God. Who who was it that you went to see at Go Bananas? Do you remember? I went to see Jeffrey Asmus. Oh, yeah, hell yeah. Yeah, he's hell great. Yeah. He's super funny. I can't believe that your indoctrination to Cincinnati was at the Sunday Circus. That's wild. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've always had a good time there. (laughs) Everyone was really nice, though, which was, like, not my experience in Chicago. Not that people were mean, but it was just, like, well, I was also, like, 22, and I Mm. was, like, I don't know how to interact with these, like, late 20s, early 30s people. But, you know, now that I started back in, it was, like, easier. Everyone was kind. Um, But, yeah, but I didn't do it again until, like, probably two months after that. I went to Chameleon, and that's when I met you that first time so, ah, yeah. the mythos unfolds <laughs> <laughs> so was was that first time you said the class prepared you for that that bomb was that the worst time you bombed you think or most memorable um that was probably the worst time i bombed only because i i was under the impression that you weren't allowed to bring notes on stage Oh no! And oh. so I like we're we're fucked. That's oh, you know, it was, like what if something doesn't deserve to be memorized and you don't know? <laughs> and that was my entire five minutes. It did not deserve to be memorized, and I did like choke a bit halfway through yeah. to where like I just like completely blanked and uh, I just like yeah. froze and stared into the abyss for like five seconds and then like abandoned ship and like (laughs) went to the next joke yeah Um, that one's done now i guess right (laughs) and so that was do you ever just like stop mid-set i'll do that sometimes oh just like lose your whole self and like have your brain leak out of the back of your head one really like a mic was not going well for any time anyone or any time. Any time. Any of the time no, that it was No, it was on. good before. It, it was just having to be a bad night. And I just told a punchline that had landed the night before. And I looked out at the crowd just for like five full seconds. I'm like, this shit. <laughs> then I like caught myself and I'm like, and that's the place where the laugh was supposed to go. But I really was just in my head being like, I can't fucking believe this. <laughs> How dare you. <laughs> oh no that's that's never no it's not a had good that. thing that's <laughs> <laughs> well if your first time was your worst bomb have you had any moments like luke just described where like a joke that normally lands just doesn't for whatever reason um i mean yeah i would say so like if i have like a riskier joke like i have a joke about 9-11 and sometimes people just don't want to hear a joke about 9-11. So yeah. it's kind of like, but it is kind of the thing where it's like, okay, I guess I didn't like build enough rapport for this audience for them to know that I'm yeah. kidding. It, about it's this. cool for me or, to say this, guys. <laughs> yeah, right. For some reason, I'm like, yeah, it is. It, it, it takes a while to kind of figure out, like, they have to like you a certain amount to go with some jokes. And then yeah. you, you can't just walk on stage and be like... Why'd they use two planes? They they could have done one and hit them both. That's kind of... I had a 9-11 joke where... I was, yeah. Did you? Good. Did you now? <laughs> you really are digging through your old notebooks lately, dog. <laughs> yeah. It's been a fallow winter for Luke. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, well, you saw how 9-11 material went just now. It's tough. You know? <laughs> it's yeah, hard. It's... it's very hard. It's hard to uh, bring it down clean. Um so Let's just stop doing <laughs> <jokes>. right, <laughs> have you noticed uh anything that you do on stage to pivot when something doesn't work or any tricks that you've picked up uh along the way no yeah it's probably like it's it's the thing i'm worst at probably um 
I'm just, I mean, I'm just generally a nervous person and that just really amplifies on stage. I mean, obviously literally for everyone it does, but, um, like I've been trying to just like channel the nervousness in a way to where I'm not like misrepresenting myself. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, to the point where I'm not like choking on stage or, you know, if something doesn't land, like so that I don't just dissociate. <laughs> yeah. It happens. It does. Oh, yeah. It does. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that yeah. actually <laughs> happened pretty horribly. Um, I was uh, I was given the opportunity to uh, host Connor Tweel's showcase that he was doing at Chameleon. Oh, yeah. Yeah, which was great. The um, Tweel Dill. Yeah. Yes. I've been pushing that title on him for so uh, since I first met him. <laughs> he was the Tweel Dill. It was great. But I had never hosted before. And ah. I... And I essentially did not host um, because, well, I got there and then he was like, okay, you're hosting. And I was like, okay. So I moved around a bunch of stuff in my set and I hadn't practiced it that way. Uh. And I was like, okay, since I'm hosting, I need to like bring energy to the stage, which I'm also not naturally a very energetic person. (laughs) And so I, uh, it was like right after Halloween and I was like trying to like, immediately relate to the audience and so i started off did not introduce myself did not introduce (laughs) why we were there i started the set with (laughs) does everyone have a good halloween i love that's the first thing you said to the audience not hey welcome to the show i'm allison thanks for coming to support (laughs) connor this is the twill no did you guys have a good halloween and then i proceeded to say I love a good break from the crushing existence of being myself, <laughs> which was in reference to Halloween. <laughs> but I just said oh it to a God. cold audience. <laughs> and uh, I would have laughed. I would have laughed. I got really a few hard. laughs. I'm laughing I got right a few now. laughs. But to just like a cold audience. Oh, man. Did not land at all. <laughs> and then I proceeded to say, uh, like four different times and like shuffle around in my notebook. And then I was like, okay let's just do material (laughs) so i just did i just did my set and then i brought up the next person um so i introduced the next person okay but like were were things better once you got into your material like were they responding in a way that you're used to i mean it was okay but i just had never i never recovered my like you dug a big hole there Uh. yeah (laughs) like right from the beginning so it was pretty much just like okay just do the material and then get off stage and bring the next person on yeah. um so yeah that was uh as of late that's probably been my like worst performance <laughs> even though the set went okay but i think a lot of it was like just out of pity like oh, yeah. everyone yeah. could see i was like distraught at the <laughs> beginning so and <laughs> i think it like nervous and like shook and once people see that like oh this person isn't behaving like a professional. It's so hard to recover that. We're like mm-hmm. the fumbling. Yeah. People don't forgive you for fumbling. No, oh, no. no. Yeah. They don't. Uh, you have to like fall off stage and literally injure yourself to get the amount of sympathy you would need to get back to square one. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And even if you fall, if you do that with confidence, people will be like, hell yeah, my man fell. Best friend. <laughs> <laughs> but if you fall, and you're like, uh, I, I, uh, sorry. Then they're like, fuck you. Get off stage. <laughs> and that's the latter is more my energy. So <laughs> that's kind of how that went. There are a lot of very successful comedians who are exactly that way. They just kind of like, channel (laughs) where they're like i'm confidently nervous yeah which i'm trying to do um because when i first started i feel like i faked so much energy to where it it was so inauthentic yeah Yeah, i I am trying to lean into just my natural personality yeah when i started i was super nervous i'm still pretty nervous but i found that nervous energy was kind of a source of stuff but then when I became less nervous, I had to find a new way to like. Yeah, you like lose touch character. with your old material in a yeah. way. Because it's like, well, that's not me. 
that was me three years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when being outside terrified me. It's still scary, guys. <laughs> Werewolves are real. Watch scary <laughs> Sometimes there's not a twist. Sometimes there are actual Sometimes werewolves. it's just werewolves. <laughs> and guess what? If a doll if a talking dog gets bit by a werewolf, still turns into a fucking werewolf. Did you know that? <laughs> no, I did not know that. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Oh shit! Wow! Oh my god! Uh, <laughs> you really have a thing about werewolves. Yeah, it was a combination of a couple things. Because <laughs> there was a collection. Oh, I was at the Scholastic Book Fair. If you guys remember those, and there was a collection of werewolf short stories that were really primed the chamber <laughs> for that Scooby Doo movie. No. <laughs> when your childhood conspires against you. Oh God! What are your what, what's your biggest fear, Allison? <laughs> That's a great question. <clears throat> Please let um, it be vampires. <laughs> <laughs> my biggest fear is that. Just let your Edward. phobias face off. <laughs> um, let's see. My biggest fear. Um, I definitely have a fear of um, getting bored in my life. Oh, good answer. Yeah, like I definitely I really have a fear of like being someone who's like settled down and even though I think you would think that that is kind of who I am and I'm not like wild. Right. But I really don't want my life to be monotonous. Yeah. Yeah. I okay. So that brings us to our werewolves were scary, but that last one, the pit of my stomach just dropped out. I'm like, if you end up in like a nice apartment with a steady job and you're like, now what? That's the void. (laughs) Yeah, dude. Yeah. Like it's the whole thing that you were talking about earlier. Like heaven, if it's forever, it can't be paradise forever. Yeah. That's the whole thing. There has to be growth. There has to be an end. There has to be a goal. Precisely. There has to be a first, second, third act. Human beings are never done cooking. (laughs) Denouement. Well, I don't know. They die. Grandpa's done cooking. (laughs) Okay, well, when they start rotting, I guess they're done cooking. <laughs> Let me tell you, Lord, he was at the zenith of his power when God took him. <laughs> <laughs> it was also his favorite brand of TV. <laughs> Allison, do you have any words of wisdom? Yeah. <laughs> Stay tuned for the Patreon. We're going to talk about death and the fragility of living. <laughs> A little taste. (laughs) Can't wait. Oh man, stick around. Do Uh, you have any words of wisdom for our audience? (laughs) Um, I mean, I guess like as a newer comic, I don't really feel like I have a lot of profound wisdom to give. But one thing I've been trying to do personally is um, think about like why my jokes that work are funny and like notice patterns Ah. in my own sets. Yeah. Cause I think that's, that's been helping me write a lot. Yeah. If I'm able to like really break down what makes something funny, what makes something relatable and not just like, where is the punchline, but like what specifically about this is funny. Cause I think it's common that people will look at the things that don't work and they'll be like, why did that not work? but not necessarily the opposite. And both are just as important. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think it's easier to adapt. Like, your jokes that always work, but then don't work that one time. Like, if you know why something's funny, I think just if you know the crowd, it's easier to adapt. That's so key to, like, finding a character in a voice, to find out what people think is funny about you. Yeah, you gotta you gotta lean yeah. into what they like, uh, while also trying to stay true to yourself and not losing yourself in the character. We gotta get Rob Wilfong on the show, man. <laughs> <laughs> Deep cut, old reference. It's been a year and a half since we talked about him. No, it hasn't. Uh, <laughs> Everywhere I look, I see his face. It's because we look like him. <laughs> <laughs> wow. But. 
that's yeah. a good ass wisdom. Yeah. Um, Thanks. You said you were down to stick around for the Patreon? Yeah. Hell yeah, she's gonna stick around. Thanks for listening, everybody.